Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Earrings Off. We want to invite you to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. You can find us on Facebook at Earrings Off Podcast and on Instagram at The Earrings Off Podcast. Welcome to Earrings Off. I'm Lou. And I'm Teresa. Let's get started. Okay, Teresa. Now you did your best of 2020. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Yes. Shh. Shh. Let me. Let me. Can I? May I? Yes. 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 So as Lou was starting, (laughs) (laughs) as Lou was starting to say, um, we aired my best of 2020. So this week I want to hear a couple of weeks ago, I shared my best of 2020 where I got a lot of flack from my co-host because (laughs) it happened to be my own segment without her. <laughs> so I'm very interested to hear what, what my co-host has selected as her best of 2020. Well, so you, are you ready to share? I am. I am. What did you choose? I, I chose my episode titled an uncommon speech for an uncommon time. And Yes. Did you say my? Did yes. You say my yes. episode is my your it's, own. Yes, and you're not. I'm and clutching my not, pearls, and you're not I'm featured. Clutching my pearls. <laughs> well, let me just let me just clarify. How could that? Be? I was I was gonna pick something where we both showcased our skills, but since you led off with such selfish behavior, oh. I just thought, okay. So that's what we're doing. Is that how we're rolling? Okay. So if that's what it's want, my fault, folks. There you go. You know, I mean, people lead bad examples. You know, they show you bad behavior, and so it just makes you go down to the gutter with them, people. That's what happens. <laughs> so I mean, you know, all right, all right. I plan. I plan to be on this high level on this show, but Teresa just is determined to take me low. You know, she doesn't believe in the first lady's mantra that when they go high, go low, we go high. She doesn't do that. So we're working on that. But anyway. Okay. I'm, I'm about to make you feel really bad, co-host. Okay. You can't make me feel any worse, but go on. <laughs> I'm extremely happy that you chose that one because I feel like that episode was a very, it was very timely and it was a very good creative idea that you came up with. I was so impressed with the work and how you styled that podcast because it was very different from anything we've done before. So I'm very proud of you. Okay. Now you're fixing it, right? Well, Thank you. Actually, I was right pleased with myself, but, you know, because it was a different format, but I really, honestly, why I chose that this, this time was because here we sit on the, um, you know, we're at the end of 2020. We've all been through a lot. And I sort of feel like we've been bullied during this whole process. We've sort of been pushed around particularly us in the African, African-American community, not only um, from the pandemic and us being at greater risk and our, you know, the fact that we're dying more, um, 
that, you know, we, we've been challenged economically through all of this. We have been challenged with our treatment as a people this year and with, um, you know, just the, the cover being pulled back even more on the racist behavior that we face. And yes. so we yes. have been through a lot, a lot. And I saw yes. the Black Lives Movements, um, in a way, sort of standing up to misbehavior. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've seen where we've had to rally and to not run from things and not to pretend things don't exist that we clearly know we're being harmed by. So that's why I chose uh, an uncommon speech for an uncommon time. So I hope listeners will listen in and um, I hope that you get something out of this message that will encourage you to fight, to fight for your destiny, fight for your future, fight for your hopes and your dreams as you go forward in this new year. So I invite you all, don't listen to Teresa, but do listen in. (laughs) To all of the 2020 graduates, my commencement speech. I'm Lou Ali, co-host of the podcast, Earrings Off. Hold up. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Sit down. Where is this hostility coming from? I know this is going to be rough. That last heckler was my husband. Anyway, I forge ahead. I extend greetings also on behalf of my co-host, Teresa, who couldn't be here today. I want to start by congratulating all the 2020 graduates. I know you were expecting someone with more stature than I, someone with demonstrated success and wisdom, perhaps former President Barack Obama, Senator Senator Elizabeth Warren, Oprah Winfrey, or the truth finder, Rachel Maddow. But instead, you got me, just one of the common folks. How did that happen? Well, with the pandemic, we are in unprecedented times. In such times, your school chose to be unusual and think outside the box. While we may have a future president amongst you, or the next media mogul, champion of the people, or journalist extraordinaire, the vast majority will join me in living a life which will not see your likeness and name highlighted in news headlines as an everyday occurrence. However, make no mistake, even being ordinary, you will contribute and you too can dissect your history and come up with something that may serve as a life lesson. That's what I hope to do today. I'm going to talk about a lesson I learned from my mother. There is a bit of a villain in my story, and I'll have to refer to her as the bully girl, just in case she's still alive and still a bit crazy. I want to share my story of survival. 
I want to share how I was how I survived being raised by my mother. I say survived because there was one incident orchestrated by my mother that regrettably could have resulted in my death. When I was in junior high, there was a girl who picked on me incessantly every day. Again, I will refer to her as Bully Girl. Whenever Bully Girl would see me, she would tell me how much she despised me. She would push me and poke at me, often throwing me off balance. I I tried to manage the situation as best I could. I avoided her at all costs, and when I could not avoid her, I tried to be friendly to her. Nothing worked. I mentioned it briefly to my neighborhood friends, but here is where it gets interesting. While I had close friends from my neighborhood, I also had other friends that I was sometimes in classes with each day. They were two very distinct groups. I really couldn't share how afraid I was of bully girl with my neighborhood friends. That would not have gone over well. In my neighborhood, you did not let anyone push you around. My friends from class were different, yet they did provide a sympathetic ear when I shared how much abuse I had endured by bully girl. I was so weary of the bullying and really felt I had no other option. So at the time, they gave me some advice and I was so desperate it seemed rational. They told me that I should tell my mother what was happening. To them, the the solution was really a no-brainer. That was the obvious thing for them to do. After listening to them, I began to believe that maybe it was the solution. I was euphoric to think that bully bully girls bullying might soon come to an end. I walked home and went straight to my mother's room. I had a little bounce in my step even. A weight had been lifted. I planned on the way home what I would tell my mom, and I was prepared for her to take me in her arms and tell me it would be okay and share what she would do to appropriately handle the situation. See, my dad died when I was three, leaving my 32-year-old mother to raise seven children alone. She loved us unconditionally and often worked two jobs to provide for us. My mother clearly understood the realities of our lives while my classmates apparently did not. My mother was determined to do her part to ensure I successfully navigated through my environment. So with that said, remember, I'm on the way home, ready to talk to my mom. So when I went home and told my mother I needed to speak with her, I began to share how bully girl was picking on me, pushing me, poking me, and threatening constantly to beat me up. My mother looked concerned. She listened intently to every detail and, as expected, pulled me close for a much-needed hug. I collapsed in her arms. But then she started speaking and saying strange things that my mind couldn't interpret. It, It was quite odd. She was still speaking English, But the words weren't connected. They didn't make any sense. I couldn't comprehend what she was saying. 
Then as my mind settled and my heart stopped racing enough for me to understand her words, I I understood what she was saying, but what she was saying caused the room to spin uncontrollably and caused me to start sweating profusely. I I tried to calm down. When I did, it, it was confirmed that what I heard from her, she said to me, you are going to fight her tomorrow. Don't wait until she hits you. You will hit her as soon as you see her. That burden that I was carrying earlier was now at least a thousand pounds heavier. It was choking every part of me. I couldn't carry it. The room started spinning again. I, I, I almost passed out. Once my mother told me what I must do, I, I knew that it was non-negotiable. Of course, throughout this whole exchange, I was also thinking what a total dumbass I was for listening to my friends from class whose mothers surely would not tell them to do anything which would intentionally put them in harm's way. Dumbass. Soon to be dead dumbass. When I left my mom's room, I immediately ran to tell my older brother, Donnie. We called him Tip, what the crazy lady earlier referred to as my mom had said. Tip knew Bully Girl from the neighborhood and knew her reputation for fighting and always being the easy victor in those altercations. Tip, along with my older siblings, was always one of my most fierce and predictable protectors. Tip bravely went to talk to my mom. When he finished talking to her, he came back to me, dropped his head and said, you are going to fight her tomorrow. Did the whole world go mad? I am going to die. Dad died and left me here with the crazy lady and now I am going to die. Tip told me to stand up. For a good part of that afternoon, he tried to teach me how to box, how to bob and weave, float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. I listened and tried to imitate his movements as best I could. Given the fact that I had a crushing headache and was sure I was going to throw up any minute, I don't think you can learn to box in a few hours, but but I tried. My feeble efforts further assured me I really was going to die tomorrow. I tried to enjoy my last day on earth as best I could. Well, as best you can when you know the next day you're going to be dying. I tried to enjoy my last meal, but I couldn't eat. Tried to watch my last TV program, but couldn't follow the dialogue. Some memories really are seared in your brain. The next morning was one of those such memories. Really, all these years later, I still remember it vividly, like it just happened. As I brushed my teeth and looked at my reflection in the mirror, tears welled in my eyes. The toothbrush shook in my hand. I kept thinking, this is it. Your face will be swollen and badly bruised. But don't worry, you'll be dead soon. I got dressed and tried to calm myself by thinking of a positive. I found it. I wouldn't have to guess about my death. I now knew how it was going to happen. It would be today at the hands of Bully Girl. I kept praying that mom would have a change of heart and tell me she had thought about it and fighting Bully Girl was no longer required. However, when I saw her that morning, she simply hugged me and sent me on my way 
like she did every morning, as if this morning was no different. Although she did remind me that when I saw Billy Girl, I was to immediately attack. The crazy lady was still there. Later that day at the bus stop, when I saw Bully Girl, I did what I had done every day. I avoided her. It didn't work. When the bus stopped and we got off, she came up behind me and pushed me. I took a step forward to walk away, remembered my mother's warning, and then turned around and propelled myself towards her. I didn't know I could fly, but I tell you, I felt myself levitating. I was moving so fast. Intense fear will do that. My hands and feet were moving. I was punching and kicking. My mouth was moving. I think it was biting. I remembered what Tip taught me. She was stunned that I was fighting back. School personnel pulled us apart and I was alive. I didn't die. I was okay. We both went to the office and we got cleaned up. I looked at Bully Girl straight on. You know, without diverting my eyes, she looked down. A short time later, my mom arrived. She looked me over and asked if I was okay. I told her I was fine. The principal said I was suspended from school. My mom spoke with the principal and then walked me to the car. As she drove, I was still shaky, but so glad it was over. When I looked up, I noticed we were taking a different route home. This route was one reserved for special Sunday afternoons. We arrived at our favorite ice cream place. My mom ordered me the biggest ice cream sundae on the menu. I devoured it on the way home. She looked relieved, but she also looked sad. I only realized then that telling me to fight had been so hard for her to do. I thought about how she must have been afraid when my dad died. I saw her struggles as a young widow trying to do her very best to marshal all seven of us into adulthood against unspeakable odds. She probably had been afraid too. I think she wanted me to learn that life can sometimes be hard and can throw undeserved punches hard ones that can knock you off balance. You can't run. You have to stand. And sometimes you have to fight. It was then that I really saw her. She no longer looked like the crazy lady. She was my mom. And she remains my hero. In my ordinary life, I seek to honor her legacy every day. So in closing, I want you to know that I am not encouraging you to go out and physically fight. Let's be clear. I am not. What I am hoping is that you will get from the story the following points. Be somewhat cautious about blindly taking advice from folks who don't understand your story, don't know the authentic you, and what you are dealing with. I took advice from girls who really cared about me, but would never have anticipated being told by their mom that fighting was required. Since that was never a part of their world, they innocently based their advice on their life experience. Second point, follow your gut. My mom had been there all the time. I could have told her 
at any time about Bully Girl, and I didn't because surely in my gut, I must have known her response would have been to tell me to stand up for myself. And I didn't feel strong enough to do that. That's my third point. You are stronger than you know. In my story, I had to engage in a physical fight. However, as you embark on the next phase of your life, there will be bullies or haters, folks who, for whatever reason, will make your journey harder. You don't know why they dislike you, and truth be told, why they dislike themselves. You may never know that. They may come masked as friends or family, colleagues, and sadly, even sometimes as your spouse or partners. You will be confused, stunned even, but you will have to find your strength to fight your way through disappointment, through sadness, through heartache, through pain. Don't blame yourself and constantly think about how you could let this happen. What part did you play in landing yourself in such an unhealthy place? Keep putting one foot in front of the other. Don't ever give up. My final point, when you persevere and live your ordinary life, know that you have value and the world benefits from your pressing forward. By being kind and being ethical and being a champion for others who are different from you and may not have a voice, work to right wrongs in your circle of influence, wherever that may be. Never, ever, ever minimize that. Never minimize the power of that. You may not have a cape or ever receive public affirmation of your greatness, but you absolutely can be someone's hero. Congratulations again, 2020 graduates, and my most sincere best wishes to each and every one of you. And remember... When we know better, we do better. Take good care.